Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Happy post-Valentine's Day, everybody. Welcome back into the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Rollinson from LightningInsider.com, your host after Tampa Bay goes into Denver and comes away with two points after a 4-3 shootout victory against the Colorado Avalanche. Steven Stamkos with the shootout deciding goal to give Tampa Bay the extra point in the old skills competition after the game was tied uh, through regulation and through the five-minute overtime. And uh, three shooters, Steven Stamkos was the first. Everybody else missed their opportunities. Andre Vasilevsky with a terrific game, 43 saves through regulation and overtime, and then a perfect three-for-three three in the shootout to help Tampa Bay pick up a important couple of points. And uh, it's funny, when does three days feel like a week? When you play an afternoon game on a Saturday and you don't play again until Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern time, it was, uh, it was a long couple of, uh, of days that felt longer than just two and a half days uh, as it was. But the Lightning found a way to overcome a bit of a sluggish slash slow start to the game. I mean, they give up a goal 50 seconds into a game is never an ideal situation. It's certainly not anything where it it can be detrimental, right? You still get 59 minutes to get yourself back into the game, but they did give up a goal 50 seconds in, and uh, that was a bit of a tough, tough one to take early on. But give, give the Lightning credit because, again, a little similar to Dallas on Saturday to where they weren't their best, through the first two periods, I, I felt they were better tonight in the first two periods than they were on Saturday afternoon in Dallas. It felt like Dallas had the puck a ton on Saturday uh, in the opening 40 minutes, whereas the Lightning had their fair share of puck possession in the first two periods of this game. But they gave up you know, a, a few too many odd man looks, a few too many open looks from certain uh, dangerous areas of the ice, not not the way you want to play consistent defense, especially as we're starting to count down the number of games remaining in the regular season. Tonight was game number 53, which means we are now into the 20s in the number of games remaining on their schedule, and they're going to come fast, and they're going to come in bunches because you have uh, Arizona – on the second half of the back-to-back, and then you play in Vegas on Saturday. And then once you get to next week against uh, Anaheim, uh, there's not two days off between games until the end of March. And tonight and tomorrow, or yesterday and tonight, for when you listen to this as we recap the game, five straight weeks in which the Lightning will have a back-to-back situation. So there's a lot of hockey that's going to come. Uh, and you're going to blink and it's going to be five games left in the season it's going to feel like because there's only a couple of weeks in April uh, where games will be played. So the games are going to come fast and furious, which means there's not a lot of time to 
fine-tune stuff, right? We talk about trying to get into good habits late in the year so that you're feeling good about your game when you get to the playoffs. And look, it's not end-all, be-all. I have this conversation with plenty of people every year. Look, we're probably going to get to March, and I just mentioned how heavy of a schedule it's going to be in March. There's a good chance they're going to hit a little bit of a slide. And by slide, I mean, you know, maybe they go winless in three. Maybe they pick up one win out of five, right? Because it's going to be that part of the year where the results don't matter as much anymore and you are working on things. You are fine-tuning things and players are to the point to where they're a little tired of the regular season. They just want to get to the playoffs. We, we get that every year. And invariably, I will have that conversation with you guys again. Somebody will tell me, if they play like this, they won't win in the playoffs. And I always have to tell them, there's no correlation. There's no correlation between how you play in March and how you're going to play in April. It, there's just nothing in between. The playoffs are a completely different animal, so... I'm going to try and preemptively have that conversation with you now under the context of they do need to be better, be better defensively. It seems like I have this conversation a lot with Chief, whether it's on the pregame skate show or whether it's on the last call that we do after road games. We just always seem to have that conversation that, look, they just need to be more attentive in their own end. You know, there's different areas of the ice that you have to be attentive to. And your defensive zone structure should be on point or at least in a habitual state of mind at this point. It it just feels that at times it's not. And whether they're going to change their uh, defensive scheme, whether they're going to tweak their defensive scheme, you know, what, what they do for April in the postseason remains to be seen. But they are going to have to be better. You can't give up some of the looks that they've been given up. I mean, look, if assuming it's a first-round matchup against the Leafs and there's no reason to assume it's going to be anything but that at this point, you give up some of those looks to an Austin Matthews or a Mitch Marner, good chance they're going to make you pay. You know, no offense to JT Comfort. So you can't be giving up those type of clean looks. And I, it, it was there were too many of those in the first period. Again, not that the Lightning played poorly. They played well enough. They certainly had a lot more zone time in this game, maybe than compared to Saturday in Dallas. Had the puck more, created more chances in the first two periods. But they got to the third again and played much, much better than they did in the first two periods. They had more zone time. They created more chances. They weren't spending much time in their defensive zone by any stretch of the imagination. At one point, about 10 minutes in, they had 60% of the shot possession, 70% of the scoring chances, and 100% of the high danger chances. So they came out with a purpose, and if you heard John Cooper talk after the game, you know, he said that they kind of, you know, had a conversation, they heated, not heated, wrong word, they had a stern conversation 
after the second period about how winnable of a game this was, but you have to clean this up and go out and do it. And they get a goal 26 seconds into the third. Very timely, again, for Anthony Sorelli, who, if you haven't seen the story I put up on the site ahead of today's game, if if the Anthony Sorelli that showed up here specifically in the last three games is going to be the Anthony Sorelli they get the rest of this regular season and in the playoffs, boy, do they feel good about where he's heading. Right? Three goals now in his past two games, six points in his last three games against Colorado, Dallas, and Colorado. And it was his hard work that led to a, a forcing a turnover uh, just outside the offensive blue line and uh, ends up in the back of the net with Sorelli scoring. Uh, again, he had two goals in Dallas. He had one tonight, two assists the other night against Colorado at Amelie Arena. And, uh, again, go check out that story. A, a lot about how his offensive game is now kind of coming around, how he still takes on the tough matchups, and how he's working on his all-around game and some of the stuff that he's worked on to be better in the face-off circle, which he has been. Again, all that is up on the website at lightninginsider.com. Uh, and, and, again, give them credit for coming out and getting that early goal. Give up a bad one to relinquish the tie. Missed, uh, missed assignment of a player coming off the bench during a line change. Ends up on the back of the net. You can't have those type of plays be the difference in the playoffs. Right? That's what I talk about. Cleaning up. Attention to detail. Focus. Understanding what's asked of you and when, when you have to perform uh, from a defensive standpoint. That was a, a, poor, it's a poor play by Corey Perry who kind of kind of flubbed a backhand clear attempt up to Pierre-Edouard Belmar. And as Malgan stepped in front of it, picked it off and scored from the slot uh, just a couple minutes after uh, Tampa Bay had tied the game. But again, give them credit. They didn't, they didn't let that sink them. You know, that can be a deflating moment where your head kind of hangs down a little bit. And you're like, geez, we just got ourselves tied in this game and we give it right back. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. But two minutes later, they tie it on another goal from Vlad Domestikov. It's it's kind of, I don't know what the right word here is, but fitting may be the best thing. We've talked so much all year about you know, maybe some of the deficiencies in secondary scoring for the Lightning this year. And it just feels like ever since Julian Breezebois came out and, and talked to the media uh, at the end, towards the end of January there about secondary scoring, if that was something he felt he needed to address at the trade deadline. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
something we've talked about, certainly has been speculated about, about what moves the Lightning may make ahead of the March 3rd trade deadline. All of a sudden now you're getting secondary scoring. Domestikov has a few goals since then. Corey Perry has a few goals since then. Ross Colton has a few goals since then. I think Pierre-Edouard Belmar has a couple of goals since then. Sorelli's on the scoreboard now, right? So you're getting contributions more than just Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Brandon Hagel, you know, that group of, of players in the top six. So Nemestikov ties the game, and, and look, they close it out. Not too many chances against the rest of the third period. They did give up one grade A. JT Comfer, again, that's my no offense to JT Comfer reference a little bit sooner. Uh, wide open from the slot. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky with the glove save there. So not the ideal formula, and maybe not the ideal path to victory in this one. But, you know, paths that lead to victories are the way you want to go, right? It doesn't always matter how you get there. How did you earn the point? How did you pick up the point? And they picked up a couple of valuable points in this one. After falling behind 1-0 early, falling behind 2-0 in the game, relinquishing the tie two minutes after you tied the game, and then coming back and finding the tying goal again to at least get the game to overtime and put yourself in position to get a second point in which they did. I know Colorado was banged up. They've been banged up for a while. They were still missing Kale McCarr. They thought they were getting Josh Manson back. He's still unavailable to play. Since the Lightning last faced the Avalanche, they lost Eric Johnson on the back end. Still without Gabe Landeskog. Missing Darren Helm, right? So just a lot of injuries that Colorado has. and But, you know, the Avalanche are, you know, they're right on that line. They're, they're hungry for points. They need the points. They actually started the night outside the playoff picture in the Western Conference. A point behind Minnesota in the Central Division. A point behind Calgary for the number two wildcard spot. So the defending champs are... Uh, scratching and clawing for any points that they can get, and the Lightning took one away from them tonight. So you appreciate the effort. A lot of shots. Again, 46 shots on goal for Colorado. Probably a little high on the volume level. Not ideal. Uh, Probably too many scoring chances among those. Even though the numbers didn't necessarily reflect what we saw on the ice, again, according to natural stat trick. I think they only had Colorado credited with 23 scoring chances. It felt like it was more than that. And even the high danger chances were 16-8 to in favor of Tampa Bay. It didn't feel that way. But it was. And again, two important points. Uh, Nikita Kucherov extends his scoring streak to 11 games with a second-period goal. That's a goal that made it 2-1. Contributions from three of the four lines. Right, You get a goal from Nemestikov, you get a goal from Kucherov, and a goal from Sorelli. 
So a good all-around effort to pull out these two points, and now they move ahead to the Arizona Coyotes. And do not overlook the Arizona Coyotes. If you were listening to the last call, and if you were, thank you for staying up late. Among the teams that Arizona has knocked off on home ice this year, and they have a new building, temporary home, Mullet Arena, the college on the campus of Arizona State University, so it's a college uh, rink, only seats about five or 6,000. But they've knocked off Toronto on home ice. They've knocked off Boston on home ice. I mean, nobody's beaten Boston much this year, especially in the early part of the year. They've beaten Vegas. They've beaten L.A. They've beat some good teams on home ice. So the Coyotes' record may not reflect it, because they went through that nine-game slide earlier this year, and you just you can't recover from a nine-game losing streak. But they come into the game with points in six straight. They're three zero and three. You know they started off the season. I think they played they played fourteen straight road games at one point. But they will work you. If you overlook them, they will work you. And this is not, you know, Tampa Bay has historically in the last number of years not had the best of luck inside or in the state of Arizona. They always seem to hit the Coyotes on the second half of a back-to-back or the end of a long road trip, a back-to-back on the end of a long road trip, and some of those results have been ugly and not in Tampa Bay's favor. So you've, you've finished, or you, you've won the first two games of this road trip, so you've got four out of four points to this point on the trip. And you don't want this to turn into the last road trip that the Lightning had. Right? You don't want it to be you won the first three games and dropped the final two. This is only a four-game trip as opposed to a five So in the adage, as many points as number of games, they've already reached that. You have to be greedy here. You've got a game in Vegas on Saturday, which won't be an easy game. Vegas is uh, second in the Western Conference. And even with some of the injuries that they've had, they're now without a goaltender, Logan Thompson. You know, they're still finding ways to win games. I think they've won three straight coming out of their all-star break. So I, I think this is a, a game, even with Ryan Elliott in net, that I, I think you need to go out and find a way to win. Because if you if you start two and two, or you start two and zero, oh and you finish two and two, you're gonna feel dirty, right? You're gonna feel like, ugh, I gotta, we gotta get the stench off of us. That's what it's gonna feel like, just as it did on the last trip when they lost the last two games in Edmonton and Calgary, especially the way that trip ended in Calgary. And this is another extended trip, right? This is an eight-day trip. Left on a Friday, finish up in Vegas on a Saturday. Long time away to be from home. You worry about two free days in Vegas, and by free, I mean no games. All right, they'll have an off day in Vegas on Thursday. They'll practice on Friday and, of course, the game on Saturday. So I think this is a game you have to go out and find a way to pick up points in because you, you need it. You're two for two. You better go three for three because I don't know if you're going four for four. 
And if you go two and one, I have a feeling you're going to go two and two. So I, that's that's my feeling as they head into uh, Arizona and Mullet Arena to face a Coyotes team that can sneak up on you if you don't pay attention to them or you don't respect them enough. So we'll, we'll see what it brings. Uh, again, playing an overtime game, a shootout game in high altitude and having to go back-to-back. Hey, look, longer trip than you would expect going from Denver to Arizona. Right? And you have to fly into Phoenix, and then you have to bus to, a, you know, to, to uh, you know, it's not in Glendale anymore. So not an easy back-to-back situation. Two-and-a-half-hour flight, gate-to-gate, from Denver to Phoenix. So... Um, not an easy, not an easy swing by any stretch, but I think you have to fight through that. These are good battle tests, mental from a mental standpoint, to have to push yourself through, and uh, that's what the Lightning are facing. So, again, a, a nice four-three shootout victory. Uh, interesting stat: they're the eighth team in NHL history, and we're going back even to the twenties with this stat. Eighth team in NHL history to. Uh, for the team that lost the Stanley Cup and facing the team that beat them in the Stanley Cup final. The first two games of the next season, they're the only eighth team that have won both those games. And look, things are different. Fewer teams in the league. You know, sometimes they would play each other ten times the next season, but the first two meetings between the two teams the following year after a Stanley Cup final uh, matchup, it's only the eighth time the team that lost has swept the two games in uh, in NHL history. So that's a cool little nugget to just kind of throw in there. Uh, again, mention the Anthony Sorelli story that's up on my website. If you're not a subscriber to the site already, if you're not, what's keeping you from doing it? Again, not many outlets covering this team. Uh, there's only really two of us that cover it on a, on a daily basis uh, in, in the market now, uh, whether there's stories or anything. And anything you do to support the website supports this podcast, keeps me in it. So if you're not subscribed to the website already, use the code PODCAST. I'll give you $10 off your first year of a yearly subscription at lightninginsider.com. You'll see the coupon code when you put your payment information in, and that'll be $10 off the first year. Just simply put in the code PODCAST, and we'll take care of that. Don't forget pregame skate show with me and the Chief. One hour before every game, home games were live at Cigar City Brewing Tap Room outside of Amelie Arena. Road games were on the air one hour before. The Strike 102.5 HD2 for those of you who have HD-capable radios. And, of course, always streaming at Lightning Radio 24-7. You can find that on the all-new Lightning app, the official team app. Download it at the Google Play Store for Android users and the Apple App Store for iPhone users. Uh, that's where you can stream uh, lighting 24-7. Again, that's why it's called Lighting Radio 24-7. Right, as always, thanks for listening, and I'll uh, be back after the game against the Coyotes. Be well.